We are now on the third Sunday of these sermon series that I commenced on the first Sunday of the year. On that first Sunday, we talked about, and we have started this series in the book of Matthew, and I talked about, we talked about living for the great reward. The focus verse during that Sunday is on the 18th verse of the book of Matthew chapter 6. Na kung meron tayong gagawin, hindi kailangan ipangalandakan sa buong publiko. Because the Word of God says, whatever it is that we do in secret, the Father sees the real intents of our hearts. And what is done in secret for the glory of God will be truly rewarded. Last Sunday, we spoke about relying on God's great mercies. We were still on the 6th chapter of Matthew. And our key verse last Sunday was about the command of the Lord to never be anxious about tomorrow. For there is a very practical counsel that comes from the Scripture. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Meron din problema ang mga parating na mga araw. So sufficient for the day is its own trouble. King James Version Sufficient unto the day, the evils thereof. How can we face life without being overpowered by anxiety? Because God's great mercies, God's great mercies never end. They are new every morning. Today, I'll be preaching. I assign you to read through Matthew chapter 9. Hindi na po ako magpapa-raise hand kung sino nagbasa ng Matthew chapter 9. But I prayed, you did. But today, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 8 and chapter 9. We will preach from that. Obviously, we cannot, I and I will not be able to read the entire two chapters. But we will cover the entire two chapters. Out of reverence for God's Word, can we all rise? I will ask, I will ask my wife to help me read through the Word we will be reading from the uh, English Standard Version. Matthew, flip now to chapter 8. Matthew 8, verses 1 to 3. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was clean, was cleansed. Now we go to Matthew 9, verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, Pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Matthew 9, verse 36 to 38. Amen. So if you'll notice, mga kaibigan, sa dalawang chapters ito na ikakover natin, the first three verses that Rose read for us, Matthew chapter 8, those are the first three verses of Matthew 8, and the last three verses of Matthew 9, these verses serve as the bookends of what we're going to cover today. I've entitled this message, Responding to God's Great Heart 
and great call. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you that your word is alive and word, your word, O oh Lord, is sharper than a double-edged sword. Every word, every line of your scripture has been God-breathed. Enough for teaching us, for correcting us, for rebuking us, for training us unto all ways of righteousness. So today, Lord, as we thank you for the abundance of your counsel every time your children gather, we also thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that every life, every heart that is lifted unto you, open to your leading, hearing your voice, every heart today shall be blessed. So speak now, Holy Spirit. We lay aside now and lay before your cross all the burdens of our souls so that nothing can hinder your people from fully soaking in the hearing of your word. Thank you, Lord, for being with us. With thanksgiving and praise, we pray all these in the mighty name of Jesus. Every God's child will say, Amen. May you be seated. Thank you, my love. So let's talk about how it is to respond to the great heart and the great call of the Lord. Ang panawagan natin bilang mga Kristiyano is always anchored on the great heart of the Lord for His people. The Lord has such a great heart for His people. Tayo lang ang nagkukulang. I like the exhortation of, uh, of Pastor Rom. The reason why we cannot give as generously as we could and as we should is because we are afraid. Deep inside, our hearts are troubled. Our minds are, what's the big word for that? Discombobulated. Parang nagugulumihanan. Parang nawiwindang ang iyong isip. But thank God that whenever God calls His people, He allows us to take a peek at His heart. He allows us to see what is in His heart. To say, yun ang hugot ng Panginoon. And so it must be for all of us here as Christians. Whenever the Lord allows us to hear His voice, let us go back to the heart of it all. Why is the Lord moving His people to believe so, to act in certain manner, to sacrifice to such extent. What is the heart of the Lord behind His great calling? Now, Matthew 8 and 9 is the start of the practical ministries of Jesus Christ. The last two Sundays, we focused on Matthew chapter 6. But just for a big macro picture, Ang Matthew 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7, ito po yung the classic Sermon on the Mount. And when Jesus Christ started His ministry, He went up to this mountain in Galilee, a mountain that I personally stood on. And it's a beautiful place, para siyang amphitheater ang kaniyang setting, so that even if the Lord Jesus Christ didn't have microphone during that time, the mountain is acoustically designed by the Creator so that yung voice mo nagba-bounce off. 
And so that even if 5,000 people were in front of Jesus Christ, they could hear every word that Jesus Christ was preaching. I pray that all of us would be able to go to the Holy Land one of these days when the hostilities finally stop. So Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is the classic Sermon on the Mount, and we preached for the last two Sundays on Matthew chapter 6. Now, Matthew 7 ended with saying that when Jesus Christ, after all His preachings, He said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them, nakalimang chapters na kaya siya ng preaching, nakatatlong chapters na kaya siya ng preaching, Five, six, seven. So he said upon ending, everyone who hears these words and everyone that does what they heard is like a man, a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. The Lord, I, I preach on this. I had a series, I think six Sunday series last year, just about built upon the rock. The Lord is reminding us every day, from that time until today, it's not enough that we hear. It's not enough that we just got, get impressed with the power of the word of the Lord. If it does not translate into action, we are a foolish man, he says. But whenever we do what the Lord and what the word of the Lord bids us to do, yun ang katatagang meron tayo. Na dumating man ang mga pagsubok na sinasabi ni Pastor Rom kanina. The sicknesses, the tribulations, the challenges. Even though we will be battered and buffeted by the challenges of life, we will stand and we will stand still. And then, the last verse of Matthew 7 says, And when Jesus finished these sayings, all the crowds were astonished at His teaching. For He was teaching them as one who had authority, and not as their scribes. Nagkaroon ng comparison ang mga tao. Because for so many years, since the time of Malachi, 400 years, intertestamental period, there was deadness in the spirit of the people in Israel. Yes, there were Pharisees, there were teachers, there were scribes, the temple was up and running, there were ceremonies every Sabbath day, but they sorely lacked the power. They sorely lacked the anointing until Jesus came. And in the simplicity of His words, in the simplicity of His parables, the people just knew something was fresh. There was a fresh moving of the Holy Spirit. There was an authority that accompanied the preaching of the Word. So that's the last verse of Matthew 7, and this is the first verse of the next chapter that we read a while ago. Matthew 8 verse 1 now says, So, when he came down from the mountains, great crowds followed him. Stop there for a while. Even on that, we could already preach the Word of God. Thank God that Jesus Christ, our God, is not a God who just confines himself in this lofty place. The mountain of the Lord. There's a psalm that says, Who can stand? Who can ascend to the mountain of the Lord? In human terms, it is an utter impossibility. That's why one of the greatest theological thoughts 
that should empower us and encourage us is this. God came from heaven to earth. He did not stay in the heavenlies. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus Christ humbled Himself, took the form of humanity, walked among us. He exemplified that at the onset of His ministry. Hindi lang siya nanatili sa matayog na lugar ng kabundukan para siya ay sadyain ng mga tao. Siya ang bumababa sa level para tayo ay katagpuin. I believe the Lord is talking to people right now, right in this very moment. Because for so much time, we have been inundated by this religious thought na kailangan tayo palagi ang aakyat papunta sa bundok ng Panginoon. Kailangan lumuhod ka mula sa pintuan ng simbahan hanggang sa altar para ikaw ay maging katanggap-tanggap sa Panginoon. Kailangan meron kang panata na during holy days, you will walk from certain parts of the city to this church in Antipolo just so the Lord will hear your petition. Today, my friend, Matthew 8 verse 1, the Word is telling us He's a God that condescends upon His people. He goes down from the mountaintop so that He can be with us, so that we can feel His presence and His love for the people of the Lord. Everyone will say, Amen. Oh, I can already end my sermon right there. But we have two more chapters to go, ladies and gentlemen. So here is the great thought that I would like to expose it on in just the next 30 minutes. 40 minutes tops. I would like to submit that God's great heart for the devastated, the desperate, and the defeated is the reason for His great call to follow the Lord of the harvest. So I put two pictures para ngayon pa lang may nakikita yung dalawang realidad. Nakikita ng Panginoon ang kasiraan ng buhay ng maraming tao. The devastation, the defeat, the despair that many of us face day after day, moment by moment. But there is this beautiful sight here, the great call to rise above all of these human limitations. The great call because we serve and we worship the Lord of the harvest. Three points I'd like to give you today about the realities of the devastation and the desperation and the defeat and what Jesus Christ has done and what He continues to do even in our generation. Number one, we'll realize in chapter 8, verses 1 to 17, so just put your, uh, your finger on your Bible or just continue to flip through your Bible apps. You will see that the heart of Jesus wells up as He continues to minister and give wellness for the devastated. Ang laki ng puso ng Panginoon sa mga taong may pinagdadaan ng kasiraan ng buhay. You will see that. He touched the leper. Pagbaba niya ng bundok, the very first miracle, the very first ministry recorded at least in the book of Matthew is when Jesus Christ cleansed the leper in Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. Sa, sa Mark, it was the demoniac. In, um, in Luke, it was also the demon-possessed person. In the book of John, it was the wedding at Cana when he transformed water into wine. But at least in the synoptic gospel of Matthew, ang pinakaunang himala ng Panginoon. Pagbaba niya galing sa bundok was that he was met by this leper. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And the Lord did not just say, I am willing. He 
touched the untouchable. Why? Because the Lord knows the devastation that this leprosy, or in medical terms, correct me if I'm wrong, the Torah, it's called Hansen's disease. Leprosy. This leprosy is one of the most dreaded, if not the worst, illnesses of that generation, even unto our generation. Pag ikaw ay may ketong hindi ka pwedeng hawakan. Pag ikaw ay may ketong isusumpa ka at i-disown ka ng iyong family. The woman that once loved you, the children that once so fancied your fatherly presence over their lives, pag nalaman nilang meron kang leprosy, you will be an outcast. No wonder when the Lord, after His preachings about mercies and justice and compassion in Matthew 5, 6, 7, the first miracle was for the man with leprosy. And it touched the man. And the man became well. On that part of 1 to 17, you will realize how the Lord affirmed the centurion. And I believe in the many preachings that you have heard, you remember that there was a centurion, a Roman, a pagan at that. But he was desperate. Why? Because his beloved servant was sick in his house. And when the centurion came to Jesus Christ in Matthew 8, let me read that. The centurion says, My servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. This is NIV now. And Jesus said, I will go and heal him. Jesus is always willing to go. But you know the rest of the story when the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. Because the centurion knew na ang kanyang bahay punong-puno siguro ng mga gods and goddesses of his pagan life. But it was not strong enough a reason for Jesus to stop. Jesus actually said, let's go. And then the centurion said, but Lord, just say the word. Because I know the power of authority. If I say to my people, harap sa kaliwa, harap sa kanan, pasulong, pabalik, they obey my word. And Jesus Christ was amazed at this. He said, I have not heard such an amazing faith in the entirety of Israel. And totoonga, at that moment, Jesus Christ said, go home. It will be done according to your faith. And the servant was made well. And after that, the Lord Jesus Christ started healing the sick. Tumuli siya sa bahay ni Simon Peter. Ang mother-in-law ni Peter merong lagnat. She was bedridden for so many days and Jesus Christ entered, touched the mother-in-law and she became better and, she, and Jesus Christ started healing many. Verse 14, verse 15, when evening came, many who were demon-possessed, He drove out the spirits with a word and He healed all the sick. Why? Because now it was in fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah that says, He took up our infirmities. And He carried our diseases. Today, my friend, prepare your heart. We will open the altar later for prayer, for healing. Kung meron kang pinagdadaanang pagkakasakit sa iyong katawan, we proclaim as Pastor Rom already prepared our hearts that in the church of Jesus Christ, we speak that not only to Lighthouse, but all the Bible-believing churches. We should see that miracles are an everyday occurrence to those that believe. Everyone will say, Amen. Kung meron kang pinagdadaanat, kailangan mo ang himala, kailangan mo ang haplos, kailangan mo ang touch ng Panginoon. 
Let me assure you today in the authority of the Word of God, Jesus Christ says, I am willing. Now, if you look at your Bible, pagdating ng verse 17, as Jesus healed many, biglang sumingit ang verse 18. And if you have the Bible that I have, it says here, the cost of following Jesus. There's a call for discipleship. Sinampolan ni Lord yung leper, yung centurion, yung mga may sakit, and then there was this great call. The Word of God says, pakibasa nga po, then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, Oh, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And then another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, I'd like you to notice that pattern because it will be repeated three times in this short preaching. Jesus did the miracles. Jesus did the ministry, but interspersed. Pag pinakita niya ang kanyang great heart, ipapakita niya ang kanyang great call for discipleship. What's the call for discipleship? The Lord is saying, if you want to be my disciple, you should count the cost of discipleship. Because all of a sudden, this Pharisee, this teacher of the law says, Lord, sama ako sa iyo. Mukhang mauubusan ng tao ang templo dahil lahat sa iyo nalang gustong sumunod. Lord, gusto ko rin yung popularity mo. Gusto ko rin, Lord, yung palakpak ng mga tao na ikaw ang kumukuha. But the Lord says, it is not to your convenience. Even the Son of God, wala akong matulugan mamayang gabi. Count the cost. If you really want to follow Jesus, you know His heart. His heart is for the unwell. His heart is for the untouchable. His heart is for the outcasts. His heart is for the pagans, even those that don't know God. There is a cost that you will have to accrue unto yourself. Meron pong singil. It will not be convenient. It, will, it is a call for you to reprioritize your life. You cannot say, Lord, I want to do what you do. I want to experience what other people are experiencing through you. But Lord, ayoko mahirapan ha? If you would like to respond to the great call, go back to the great heart of God because the great heart of God is the one that will sustain you despite the great cost of the calling for discipleship. It will not be convenient. It will not be easy. It will make you reprioritize your life. But the key word here is, sabi ni Lord, even the foxes, they have holes, the birds, they have nests, but the Son of Man does not have a place to lay His head. And maybe, describe, maybe this wannabe disciple turned their back and left the presence of the Lord. No more record that they continued following Jesus. They were impressed. But they were not willing to pay the cost. Nasa verse 23 na po tayo. And then the Lord continued His ministry. And in verses 23 until 9 verse 8, you will now see the heart of Jesus. He's always after and He's always for the wholeness, for the desperate. Nakikita ni Lord ang mga taong desperado sa buhay. And the Lord knows 
Only He could bring wholeness sa mga taong basag-basag at gulagulanit. Let me prove it to you. Three times again, in those verses 23 until chapter 9, verse 8. Number one, He calmed the disciples. You'll see that in verse 8, 23. They got into the boat, and without a warning, there was a furious storm. But Jesus was sleeping in the boat. And so the disciples woke Him up. Don't you care, Lord? In one of the synoptic gospels. Mamamatay na tayo, Lord. Tulog ka pa rin. And the Lord says, Oh, you have little faith. Why are you afraid? And He calmed the storm. And the disciples said, Who is this that even the winds would obey Him? That's the wholeness that the Lord brings into our lives. There are many storms that are now buffeting our hearts. Binabangga tayo, mga kapatid. And we think, natutulog ang Diyos. We think, mukhang nakaligtaan tayo ng Diyos. We think, God doesn't care. But the Lord always comes through when there is desperation because He knows He's the only one that can be the source of our wholeness. He come, the disciples. He even appeased the community. You will now go to verse 28. Because when He arrived on the other region of Geradines or Gerasenes, the, the Bible of Matthew, the, the book of Matthew records that there were two demon-possessed people who for such a long, long time, they were so violent because they were possessed by legions of violent, evil spirits that the community was never at peace. Everyone was afraid. The Word of God says they were so violent that no one could pass that way. The Lord saw the harassment of this community. The Lord saw that there was no peace in this community and the story continues. The Lord confronts the two demoniacs and the evil spirits spoke up. Are you here to judge us before our time? So even the devil knows that there is a time of judgment. And the devil, the demonic spirits asked Jesus Christ, can you send us to the pigs? And the Lord just go with one word. The demons left the two people and the pigs rushed towards the cliff. And the pigs drowned. And the demoniacs, the demon-possessed people were delivered. And now you can just imagine the peace in the community. Ironically though, when the people realized what had happened, they asked Jesus to leave the region. Lord, mukhang pag nandito ka, nababagabag ang mga jablo. Sometimes that's the irony of life. We know that Jesus is the source of peace, but we drive people out. We drive Jesus out of our lives because a lot of people, they don't know and they are not ready for Jesus to reprioritize their living. They just want the benefit, but they don't want the presence of the Lord. But nevertheless, the Lord gave peace to the community. And another, and another story. We are now in 9 verse 1. As Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, men brought him a paralytic lying on a mat. And the Lord Jesus saw their faith, and the Lord says, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. This is now in 9 verse 2. That's the wholeness that the Lord gives. Hindi lang niya nakita yung pilay, hindi lang niya nakita yung paralyzed person, hindi lang niya yung nakita yung taong imbalido, ang nakita niya, the greater burden of sin and the greatest need 
for forgiveness. But this also set forth the ire, the anger of the Pharisees. Who are you to forgive? That's blasphemy. And Jesus Christ says, just so you will know that I have the authority. Then he spoke to the man, take up your mat and walk. And the man walked and there was great rejoicing that day. There was wholeness. That's the heart of the Lord. So even right now, prepare your hearts as we open our altar later. When you are feeling that your, your life is just being pulled, sabi natin last Sunday, anxiety means merimao. You are being pulled to many different directions. Kaya walang wholeness, walang kabuuan sa yung isip, walang kapayapaan. The Lord, in His scriptures, He showcased how He can calm the storms, how He could appease a community that has been so harassed, how He could forgive sins. And maybe, my friend, that's your greatest need today. We hear the great heart of the Lord, and that heart is for you. And again, after all of these showcases, the calling for discipleship is inserted. That's the pattern. The calling of Matthew. If you're your Bibles now, we are at verse 9. And it says, and that's the key verse for that, even the winds and the waves would obey him. Now in 9 verse 9, pakibasa nga malakas. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. So while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And on hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who needs a doctor, but the sick. So after the great heart was revealed, again, the great call was given. Kanina, count the cost. Now, carve the focus of your discipleship. If you're going to follow me, you've got to know what is the focus of God whenever He calls people. And it is showcased that the sinners are the mission field of the Lord. He did not come for the righteous. He did not come for those people na talagang buo ang buhay. Nandito siya para ministeryohan ang mga taong gulagulanit, ang mga taong sinira ng kasalanan. That's the focus of discipleship. And that's why here in uh, verse 14, there was even a question about fasting. Uh, we are fasting now, right? Sabi ng mga tao, sabi ng mga disciples si John the Baptist, but hindi kayo nagpa-fast? Kami ng mga Pharisee, nagpa-fast kami. And the Lord says, there's a higher dimension to fasting. While the bridegroom is here, no fasting. Kung nandito ang mayari ng bahay, it's party time. It's celebration time. But when the bridegroom is taken away from you, then you will fast. A time is coming, Jesus Christ would foretell, that I will no longer be with you physically. And that's why you will have to fast. Because there's no Jesus, physical Jesus, who's going to stand beside you. You will have to rely on the spiritual connection that you will have with Him. Fasting now takes a different dimension. And Jesus now teaches about the need for a new wineskin. This is a new teaching. Because the new wineskin is needed 
to contain the new wine that is being poured. Jesus is the new wine. He's teaching something with authority. He's teaching forgiveness. He's eating with tax collectors. Ew, sa mga Pharisees. Because the Pharisees were like, Ew, hindi ako pwede sa mga kasalanan. Hindi ako pwede sa mga mururumi. But Jesus spent time with the sinners. It's the new wine. And Jesus Christ said, that's why we need the new wineskin during this time. The key verse, because I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Now we are on the third point. We are now in verses 9, uh, chapter 9, 18 to 34. That the heart of the Lord is not only to bring forth wellness for those that are devastated and wholeness for those that are desperate. He's here to bring forth wins for the defeated. Dahil nakita ni Lord, talamak ang pagkatalo, sad-sad, bagsak ang spirito ng napakaraming tao, talunan ng buhay ng napakaraming tao. Three examples again. It is in the Bible. I'm just outlining it for you. Jesus, in verse 18, a ruler came before him and knelt, Lord, my daughter has just died. But Lord, if you come and put your hand on her, she will live. And look at this, verse 19. Jesus got up and went with him. He uplifted the grieving. Patayin na ang anak ko. Pastor Mark preached a wonderful sermon a few months back. The panorama of the ruler Jairus and the woman with bleeding. Sa account, I think it was in the book of Mark. Sa book of Mark, hindi pa patay ang bata. But in the book of Matthew, patay na ang bata. My daughter just died. The father was grieving. But it was not enough for the father to give up. Yes, Lord, I am defeated. But in you, Jesus, things can turn around. And the rest of the story says, when Jesus entered the ruler's house, he said, go away, the girl is not dead. And because of that, the girl was raised back to life. Jesus has come to bring forth win for the defeated. That same few verses talks about the woman with an issue of bleeding. And I will not re-preach that. But the faith of the woman said, if I can only touch the edge of his cloak, I will be healed. And all of a sudden, the woman was healed. He came to give win for the defeated. And lastly, Jesus was met towards the end of chapter 9 to heal the blind and the mute. And this blind man came running. They could not see Jesus, but they could hear that Jesus was around. And so they started shouting, Son of David! Son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus Christ said, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And the blind man said, Yes, Lord. And he touched the two blind men and they could see. And this mute person, because of demon spirits, the Lord commanded the demons to get out and all of a sudden, the mute could speak. The Lord is here to bring forth win for the defeated. The key verse there is, According to your faith, it will be done for you. But again, after this, the call, the third call to discipleship was given. It's the pattern of the book of Matthew 8 and 9. And what's the call now? Pakibasa? Ready? 
And Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness and healing every... And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. It seems like she knows the Lord sa kanya mga disciples. Ito ang kaya kong gawin. Ito ang puso ko sa lahat ng nananampalataya sa akin. According to your faith, it will be done unto you. And you see these people, the defeated, the devastated, the desperate, these are like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord now in His third call for discipleship is saying, claim that goal. What's the goal of your following Jesus? Claim it. Maraming merong sector sa Kristyanismo tinatawag natin na claim it and name it. Prosperity gospel. Nako, i-claim mo na yan. Yung kotse na yan. I-claim mo na yan. Meron pa nga yung word na i-manifest mo na yan. The law of attraction, di ba? I-manifest mo na yan. Sa'yo na yung bahay na yan. Pero bihira kang makakita at makarinig na kiniklaim nila, Lord, ang kiniklaim ko, hindi yung bahay, hindi yung material na bagay, ang kiniklaim ko ay ang mga buhay na magbabago, ang mga buhay na makikilalang Panginoon, dahil yun ang tunay na kayamanang pwedeng tanggapin ng isang nananampalataya sa Kanya. Amen? So the call, the real call for discipleship is claim the right things. Claim the real goal of discipleship. And what are the goals? Number one, let us pray in, the last, in this last week of prayer and fasting that all of us shall develop, shall be gifted by the Lord this compassion for the shepherdless. The Word of God says when the Lord was ministering from villages, villages to towns, to the many different sectors of that Galilee, He saw the crowds and He had compassion for them for they were like sheep without a shepherd. Nababasag pa ba ang puso natin, mga kapatid? Pag nakikita natin ang mga taong sobrang ligaw sa buhay, lahat na lang ay kinakapitan, lahat na lang ay nilalapitan, lahat na lang ay sinusubukan. Some friends that I know would travel all the way to the mountains of Tibet to try to have a time with the Dalai Lama. Some people I know, they have tried yoga as a spiritual religion because they think by saying Namaste, they will have the peace of the Lord in them. But they just don't have the peace. Because we know, I can respect the yoga as an exercise, but yoga as a religion, it cannot bring peace to your soul. People are like sheep without a shepherd. I pray na yung puso natin mabasag muli for those shepherdless sheep. I pray mga kaibigan that they will have, that we will have eyes that see the potential of people. Because after Jesus said, they're like sheep without a shepherd, then all of a sudden, the analogy changed. Jesus said, look, the harvest is plentiful. Noong una, it was like sheep without shepherd. Kawawang mga tupa, wala man lang nagpapastol. But then it shifted. And what was the shift? There are harvest. My great potential, mga kapatid. Pag ito na harvest ni Lord, Pag ito, lumapit sa Panginoon, 
Pag ito nakilala niya ang Panginoon, this is a great harvest and great will be the impact of the lives of these people. Matthew never thought that Jesus would call him. All of his life, Matthew was a, a cursed man. Tax collectors are synonymous to sons of the devil. But the Lord Jesus Christ said, Come, follow me. Matthew never saw it in himself that he had the potential to be a follower of Christ. But Jesus did not only see in Matthew a sheep without a shepherd, he saw in Matthew a great harvest. No wonder 2,000 years later, we are still reading the book of Matthew being written or written by the same man so outcast by the time and the people of his generation. Everyone will say, Amen. Sana makita natin ang potensyal. Sige, palapakan natin si Lord, mga kapatid. Sana makita natin ang potensyal ng ating mga anak. When our children are not acting the way we expect them to act, meron bang, meron bang kinabukasan ng mga to? May patutunguhan ba ang mga to? The Lord sees them as great harvest. Pero anong problema? There are no workers. That's our role, ladies and gentlemen. And let's be praying for that. In the last week of our prayer and fasting as a church, let's be praying that the great heart of the Lord shall be upon us. We will be compassionate towards the devastated, the defeated, the people that are seemingly directionless. Maawa tayo sa kanila. But at the same time, let's believe. Pag ito nakilala si Lord, grabe ang pwedeng magawa nito para sa kaharian. Pero anong problema? Anong panawagan? Workers. Kulang ng workers who will go out, who will have the heart of God to touch, to bless, to visit, to talk. Akbayin mo man lang ang naghihirap. Few stories. Mahatma Gandhi, the great Hindu leader that led the nation of India to the liberation from the British colonizers. Mahatma Gandhi, when he was young, he was in London. He studied law because India was a colony of the British, so he could go to London back and forth. But every time he would be in London, every time he would be there, he would be impressed by the cathedrals of the Church of England, the Christians of London. And he was already questioning Hinduism at the time. He was questioning the theology of multi-gods. Why, why do Indians have 30 million gods and goddesses? He was already questioning that. And he was being attracted to Jesus Christ because he was such a wide reader, intelligent man. He was already reading his Bible. And he went to one of the churches in England. And the bishop, no less, was the one who opened the doors. And upon opening the door, he looked at this puny little man, dark brown in complexion, compared to this white man towering at six feet, six, six inches probably. And Mahatma Gandhi only had one request. Father, Monsignor, Bishop, I want to know this Jesus of the Bible. And his biography reveals that the bishop answered him, I cannot entertain you. You're a man of color. You don't belong to this church. And he walked away that day. 
And later on, Mahatma Gandhi was quoted saying, Jesus, I have no problem with him. But Christians, oh, they are the problem. Why? But indeed natin napapanalo ang mundo. They say that Christianity combined Catholics and Protestants and all those that believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They say we are probably almost half of the world's population. The other half, divide yan ng mga Muslims, ng mga Hindus, and all the free thinkers and the atheists. We are still the majority religion. But why is it that despite the number of Christians all over the world, let alone here in the Philippines, why is it that we now pride ourselves becoming as the only Christian nation in this part of Asia? Then why is it that Christians seem to have little if not no impact at all? Why is it that America, the bastion of Protestant Christianity, where the backbone of commercialism and capitalism was, was built because of the Protestant work ethic. Kaya ang America used to be the largest nation, missionary sending nation toward the world. Today, America is suffering. America is now becoming the cesspool of immorality. And all the twisted values, the woke crowd, the LGBTQ++ crowd, Everything that is anti-Christ, they're now being celebrated. Why is it that now San Francisco, they have illegalized the use of fentanyl drugs? Why is now in California, LA, hindi na bawal ang mag-shoplift? That people can go to the grocery, take some grocery items, less than $1,000? The grocery owner could not accost the shoplifter. There was one event in LA, the Korean store owner accosted this uh, dude that was shoplifting from his shop. Inatumba niya, nauntog yung ulo ng shoplifter. Nabukulan lang naman. Siya pa ang hinabla at siya pa ang nagbayad doon sa shoplifter dahil dinidepensahan niya ang kanyang shop. They are now fast spiraling down towards lawlessness. Where is the impact of Bible-believing Christians? Maybe because we are not sharing the gospel enough. Maybe because we're just seeing the defeat. Maybe we're just seeing the desperation. Maybe we're just seeing the devastation. And maybe in our heart of hearts, we are being like Pharisees. Eh, talagang dapat naman talaga imperno ang mga yan. Dapat lang talaga masira na sila. But the Lord had compassion on them. That's why the great heart of God is the goal of discipleship. Ask the Lord. Another version says, pray to the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Why? Because God's great heart for the devastated, for the desperate, and the needed is the reason for His great call to follow the Lord of the harvest. In summary, if we would like to respond to God's great heart and great call, the great heart of the Lord is obvious from the verses that we just exposited on. He means wellness for the devastated. But in conjunction to that, the Lord says, you've got to count the cost. Because when you minister to the devastated, it's going to cost you. It will not be convenient. But I have exemplified it, Jesus Christ would say. 
I have left the heavenlies. I have denied myself of my being a deity. I have clothed myself with humanity. I became a man. I know the cost. The cost of my coming to earth is I will die on that cross. But I would be willing to pay that cost so that the rest of humanity will be saved. What is the cost that we will be willing to pay? The great heart of Jesus wells up to provide wholeness for those that are desperate, to those that are without peace, to those that were being harassed. But the great call could not be denied. We've got to carve out the focus of discipleship. We've got to pray for lost people, my friends. Lost people matter to God. They ought to matter to the church. Ang lighthouse ay hindi para sa malilinis at matitinong tao lamang. Ang lighthouse dapat open sa mga taong madumi, sa mga taong kailangan ng doktor, sa mga taong naguguluhan sa buhay, sa mga taong walang direksyon. Dapat self-righteousness should not have a place here in the church of the Lord. Everyone will say, Amen. We've got to welcome them because that's the focus of Jesus Christ when He came to the world. And the heart of the Lord is so that there will be a win for the defeated, the grieving, the broken, the bleeding. But let's claim the goal. The goal is compassion. The goal is soul. The goal is harvest. The goal is see the potentials in the lives of these people. Na kung hindi natin aabutin mga kapatid, kung wala tayong pusong abutin sila, we will be comfortable in the seats for the rest of our lives, but we will have little, if not, we will have no impact at all. You'll be a Christian in your school, you'll be a Christian in your office, but if you don't reach those that need the touch of the Lord, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you'll forever be a minority in that office, and the change that Christianity or Christ alone can bring, it will never bring a reality in your workplace. We've got to respond to the great heart and the great call of the Lord. I'd like to show you a three-minute, 50-second film. Hopefully, hindi tayo maban ng YouTube. But this is about the Culion leper colony. When my wife and I were treated by a friend here in church for a brief getaway to Coron, Palawan, uh, our pastor guide, ang aming boatman was a pastor, so he was telling us about the Culion leper colony, which is about three hours away by boat from Coron. It was a secluded island in Palawan, Culion. In its time, it is called, or it was called, the island of the living dead. Or the island of no return. Why? Because in 1904, the Americans made a law that the lepers, those with Hansen's disease, would no longer be allowed to roam the streets of Cebu or Manila or wherever in the country. They would have to be accosted, and they would have to be forcibly separated from their family and loved ones. And they would have to be transported to this colony, to this mini-nation. And the lepers knew that once they get separated from their loved ones, there would be no returning. They would never see their loved ones again. Some people as young as six years old, they would be separated from their moms. There would be a lot of cryings, but they knew they would not see their mom again. The island of the living dead. Itong uh, leper colony, 
na dating tinawag na the island of the living dead or the island of no return ay tinawag na ngayon the island of the living hope. By 2006, it has been declared by the World Health Organization that the island of Culion is totally 101% leprosy free. Wala na pong ketong sa Culion ngayon. It is now a major tourist destination. Uh, they have museums that could tell the people the history. And one of the things that really touched me when we were interacting with that tour guide, the pastor tour guide of ours in Koron, he was telling us about the people that really made a difference in the lives of the lepers during the time. During the time na wala pang alam na gamot, during the time when Ketong or Hansen's disease was literally an incurable illness, First hero, sabi niya, were the doctors and the nurses. The doctors and the nurses who raised their hand and they said, we're going to enter the island. And they knew that when they said that, they would never ever return to their families. Records would now show that a number of doctors and nurses contracted the illness themselves in their effort to provide the lepers with the needed medical attention, they became lepers themselves. But they embraced that call. They gave their lives. Sabi pa ng pastor, pangalawang heroes natin dyan sa Kulyan are the priests and the nuns. Sadly, walang na-mention ng mga pastors or missionaries. He said the priests, the Catholic priests and the nuns, Many of them, as soon as they were ordained by the Catholic Church, many priests said, I'm staying in Culion. And they died there. Many of them contracted the illness themselves. But just so, the lepers would have a spiritual guide up to their very last breath. Oh, we can learn lessons from them, ladies and gentlemen. We can, we can relate to this very recent event in our nation's history that the great heart of the Lord still wells up for the devastated, the desperate, the defeated. And the call of the Lord for discipleship is the same as it was 2,000 years ago as it is now. It's gonna cost us. It will not be convenient at all times. It will, it will really Move us to carve the real focus of discipleship. It's not about you. It's not about you getting wealthy. It's not about you getting the name. It's not about you getting popular. It's about you giving and delivering the message of the gospel of salvation to those that will otherwise die without knowing the Lord. Today, my friend, just focus on this. As we feel the hunger for those that are fasting, as we feel the hunger right now, it's 11 o'clock. 11.10, we still have 20 minutes. Let's ask the Lord in earnest prayer. Do we hunger for the things that the Lord Jesus hungered for? Do we ache for the very souls that Jesus died for? Or have we given up already on the souls and the faith and the lives of so many people? kapit bahay mong makulit, yung kamag-anak mong 
sobrang sama ng ugali, yung boss mo na talagang ninanais mong sana ay mawala na sa mundong ito. Yung mahal mo sa buhay na naging dulot ng pasakit at hapdi sa buhay mo. Ang puso ba natin, does it still beat the heart of Jesus? Now my friends, let me have a caveat here. We cannot will our way into loving people. You can always say, Sige na nga, sige na nga, mamahalin ko na siya. I'll will my will, myself to loving people. Maybe we can for a day or two. But if you know it, energy will be sapped, irritations will be high, resentments will be all over and say, you know what, I don't, I don't like this anymore. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to touch our hearts. Do our hearts still break for the things that break the heart of Jesus? Because for as long as this church, this lighthouse, beats for the Great Commission, as long as lighthouse people's hearts beat for the lost and the seeking and the broken and the devastated, as long as our eyes are still always looking for people to whom we should bring the message of God, then I know this church will exist and live for the next hundred more years because we are about the business of Jesus Christ. But far be it from us that this church will just be a social club that it is all about our convenience. That Christianity is just about being fed Feed me, pastor. Tell me more. Make me feel good. If the pastor does not make you feel good anymore, I'm off to another church. That will make me feel better. Far be it from us, mga kaibigan. Far be it from us. Ipalayo tayo sa Panginoon, ng Panginoon sa ganong klaseng temptation. Let this be the focus of these last week's prayer and fasting. Lord, remove myself from the equation. It's not about me. It's about you, the great shepherd of our souls, dying for a once lost sheep like me. So that now that I have been found, I can go for you to the ends of the earth as well to proclaim your greatness. Amen. Give your best praise to the Lord, church. So we spoke about living for the great reward. We spoke about relying on God's great mercies. Today, we spoke about responding to God's great heart and great call. Next Sunday, the last Sunday of the month, we will break our fast and I will share and cast the vision of the Lord for Lighthouse Christian Community for 2024. Ascend to greatness. Paano nga ba natin makakamit ang kadakilaan at malalapitan ang kadakilaan ng Diyos? This message has been brewing the heart of the pastors for so many months now. And I know the Lord will speak to each and every one of us. So please, don't be absent next Sunday.
Because the Lord, as much as the Word of the Lord is for the corporate church, the Word of the Lord is for the individual. For every young person, for every old person, for every person who is in between of those phases and seasons of life. The Lord has a word for us, for us to ascend to greatness. But today, we will end in prayer. Father, we thank you that your greatness just overarches every detail of our life. And because you are great, O oh Lord, and your greatness fills every vacuum, every void, your greatness brings healing. Your greatness brings that complement to the brokenness that we have been through. And your greatness, Lord, is the one that behooves upon us the call to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. We know, Lord, that you are setting up your people for greatness as we follow the great footsteps of our Savior. Today, Lord, seal the word that we have received from you. Today, Lord, seal by faith and by the power of the Holy Spirit everything that we have received from your counsel. Knowing, Lord, that you have begun a good work once again in the lives of your children. And in the great things that we shall behold in the coming days, we can only point to your greatness. For you are the great God of our lives. To you alone be all praises, honor, and glory forever and ever. Receive now, Lord, the thanksgiving of your children. Lift up your hands for the benediction. And may the Lord bless you, Lighthouse family. May the Lord keep you, my dear Lighthouse family. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yes, may the Lord lift His countenance towards all of us. May the Lord grant us His peace as we partake of the beatings of God's great heart and as we say yes to God's great call. For the glory of this one great name alone. The name of Jesus, the greatest of all. And all God's people will shout, Amen. I will see you next Sunday.